Welcome to the Property Corner with myself, Rowan Alexander. In today's episode, we're going to be dealing with the bond cancellation um, notices and the periods required when cancelling a bond. As a homeowner who has a bond on their property, you've entered into agreement with a bank as to the terms upon which you're going to repay that loan. If it's a 20-year loan, it would typically stipulate, um, you know, sort of how many payments are going to be made, usually 240 over 20 years, how the interest is calculated. And one of the provisions that is in that agreement is early cancellation. If you opt to settle that bond early and get the the, the bond closed, or if you sell your home and settle the bond upon the sale of the home, there's certain notices that need to be given to the bank so that you don't incur penalty interest. The concept of the penalty interest is based upon um, the notice period. So if you were to simply cancel your bond without giving any notice of intention to do so, the banks would typically charge you the equivalent of 90 days interest in penalty. So this could be quite a substantial amount. On a million rand, if your interest is 10% per annum, it would be 100,000 rand a year's interest that you're paying. So 90 days would be 25,000 rand. So those penalties could be quite large and it's important to understand the process of early cancellation of your bond so that you don't incur those costs. Those costs would usually only apply if you cancel your bond without any notice. I'm gonna sort of look at the latest matrix with the different banks and the different conditions um, that they require for that early cancellation and help you understand the concept thereof. It's important that when you actually get to the point of cancelling that bond, you revisit the latest terms. So this episode will simply give you an idea and help you understand what that process is and why it's required and then ultimately how to avoid paying penalties. So the first concept that I want to deal with is the actual requirement to give notice. Every bank requires that you give them 90 days notice of intention or 90 days notice prior to cancelling the bond. But there is one exception currently. Nedbank currently says that if you have a zero a bond with a zero value, no notice period is required. But every other bank still requires the 90-day notice period, even if the bond is at a zero value. There may be certain circumstances where these penalties would be waived, and I'm going to touch on them quickly. ABSA, for instance, makes provision for this penalty to be waived if you can prove that you have given notice, but it was incorrectly loaded. So thereby the bank is ultimately faulted in not applying the notice period. If you have proof of that, ABSA may refund that penalty or simply waive it. Now this, even though every bank doesn't necessarily stipulate it, we can, uh, we, we can assume that this would be the case with every single bank. So it's important that when you give notice, you do so correctly within their procedures and you actually keep documented proof that you have done so. This will be the basis of your evidence for any dispute that arises regarding that 90-day notice period. Nedbank has a special provision which says that if you register a new bond with Nedbank, they may consider waiving the the penalty period. Standard Bank allows you to to re-get that penalty interest refunded if you register a new bond with Standard Bank up up to within six months of the cancellation of the previous bond. Remember, we're dealing with the waiving and the refunding of interests, but it's important to understand that that would only apply if 
interest was actually charged, if pen penalties were actually charged. So if you didn't follow the due process and you actually did incur a penalty, these would be circumstances under which you may have them waived or refunded to your new bond account. Interestingly, FNB breaks the trend here. They say that no interest penalty will be charged, irrespective of whether notice is given or not. The next concept is to understand that these penalties may be um, instituted on a pro rata basis. So circumstances may arise where you've sold the property and you've given notice, but the transferring attorneys are in a position to transfer and thereby close your bond within the 90 days. You, you do face circumstances where it may be within your interest to incur the penalty because the interest on the money that you're going to receive once you have your, the sales value in your account may outweigh the penalty interest. So remember that it is actually possible to register within that notice period and you need to weigh up the cost of that penalty against the interest that you're going to be earning um, from the money that's going to be in your account. There may also be other circumstances where you simply, from a risk point of view, want to get the transfer gone through as quick as possible. And then these penalties need to be taken into account as part of your holistic decision of getting the property transferred prior to the 90-day notice actually lapsing. I once had a case of a high-value property being sold after it was on the market for an extended period of time. My recommendation to the seller was to proceed with transfer as soon as possible to de-risk the transaction for him. Thereby, he may have incurred certain penalty interests, but simply getting the property transferred and out of his name was regarded as a big risk for his circumstances. So based on that uh, uh, recommendation from my side, we executed the transfer as quickly as possible and within the 90 days. So penalty interests were incurred, but they actually were, were insignificant in the greater scheme of things in taking the total transaction into account. This is an example of something that, that or a position where you may not necessarily want to wait those 90 days and you have the option of early termination with a pro rata penalty only. The next thing with this 90 day notice period that's often misunderstood is the validity of the notice. So once I've given notice to the bank, of my 90 days to, to cancel the bond, it doesn't necessarily mean that that notice expires or lapses after 90 days. I could close that bond 150 or 180 days later. So you need to look at the bank's specific um, validity period of that notice. What I mean by that is if you give notice today, you have to give a minimum of 90 days, but there's also a period upon which this notice would expire. Typically, if you do not close that bond within 180 days, that notice would lapse. But there may be certain instances with different banks where they have a longer period of time. Referring to this document, Nedbank, for instance, will allow you up to 12 months to cancel that bond once they have received notice without incurring any penalties. So it's not a case of you having to renew it. It's simply a case of giving one notice and that notice is valid for a 12-month period. The other banks are typically 180 days. Um, when I say the other banks, referring to ABSA, Standard Bank, and FNB. Standard Bank has reduced that notice to 90, or the validity of that notice to 90 days, which effectively means that you have to re, uh, you have to reinstitute notice every 90 days. With this, you you would your 90-day period would not. Um, restart. So it doesn't mean that you're in a position where you have to wait 90 days again. 
It's simply an extension of your current notice. The reason why the bank would do that is because after 90 days, if they haven't seen that you've cancelled the bond, they want some sort of communication to know that you still intend clo closing it, or otherwise they would regard that notice as lapsed. So be sure that when you do give that notice, you actually keep it alive by um, you know, informing them again of an extension within the said initial period. If you miss that opportunity, you're going to have to restart the process by giving them a new notice with a new reference number. A specific um, instance where notice periods are, are um, disregarded and penalties are never charged is in the case of a deceased estate. So if you're dealing with a sale of a property where the property owner has deceased, you need not worry about this penalty being imposed upon you. Lastly, I want to touch on how you go about actually executing this cancellation. Most banks would have a call center, or all banks have a call center, where this could be done telephonically. But the best practice would be to do it in writing. So get the email address that you need to send your notice to, and ensure that you send this email, keep a copy of the email that's been sent, and ensure that you do it in the correct manner. Make sure that you've sent it to the correct email address. Very often I see that people do not keep reference of that communication and when we're ready to transfer the property, uh, the bank would request or the bank would inform them that there's a penalty interest due and because they haven't kept documented proof, it becomes very difficult to actually prove that they've given the sufficient notice. So even if you've done it on a telephone call or if you opt for doing it over a telephonic conversation, ask the, the bank's division to send you confirmation on email of that receipt. If you've done it on email and you've followed your process by actually um, submitting the correct uh, documentation and notice, it becomes the bank's obligation um, to prove that you haven't done it. But you would have that, that proof um, at your side that you can use whenever it's called upon. These matrices are, are matrices are very often um, reconsidered by the bank and, and changes may be brought about. So it's important that this serves as a concept um, understanding and that when you actually get to the process of cancelling your bond, you engage with the estate agent that you've used or the transferring attorney or your bond originator that you may be using for your next transaction, that they can help you understand what the requirements would be in formally cancelling that agreement um, with a bank. So I hope this has been helpful. If you like what you're hearing and you want to stay informed about the latest sort of property news, trends, tips, and advice, um, subscribe to, to our channel um, to stay up to date with the latest from the Property Corner.